You know who is a, a real son of a bitch? David Seville. You know, from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Why, Brad? Why is David Seville a real son of a bitch? Well, let me tell you. He's actually quite awful. Have you ever listened to uh, the Chipmunk song? It uh, generally played around this time of year. It starts off with uh, good old Theodore, Simon, kissing Dave's ass. Why are they kissing his butt? You know why he's kissing his, they're kissing his butt. Dave tries to get Alvin's attention. It kind of starts off like this. Alvin! Alvin. Alvin! Whoa, buddy. Whoa. Dave, take it easy. He's a kid. How did you get to adopt these animals? Plus, you were making some serious coin on these kids. You went from the doghouse to the penthouse, buddy. I got one word to say to you, all listeners. Trauma. That's what he did to Alvin. I wouldn't be surprised if Alvin is doing stuff under a bridge downtown. We can't talk about that kind of stuff on this podcast because we don't want an expletive rating. That's why I think David David Seville is one awful son of a bitch. And on that note, I'm calling on all of our listeners. I'm calling on you to ban, to wipe out the chipmunk song from North American Christmas culture. It's obvious emotional abuse of Alvin. All I want is a hula hoop. My ass. They're all getting locked in a cage after they record that bloody song. This is my contribution to the cancel culture movement of 2021. And on that note, welcome to those Canadian lads podcast episode seven, the monthly sesh. Welcome, Jeff. How are you doing? It's our holiday edition. I'm not too bad, Brad. And yourself? I'm doing fantastic. So in your in your estimate, uh, Dave is the modern... David David, David is the modern enslaver of... Uh, the, and in, Is it Jesse Jackson and Ike Turner? He's of that ilk? Is that what we're getting at here? No, I'm telling you, David Seville is one awful guy. You listen to that soul soundtrack... <laughs> And maybe, maybe it's this, maybe it's this, maybe it's because that those songs are being drilled into my head, like a Makita drill song. <laughs> I, I may have listened to each of those songs in that, that Christmas album by the chipmunks a few too many times, but, and I don't think Jesse Jackson was an enslaver, by the way, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good guy. Family. Oh no! I'm sorry. I, Michael Jackson's dad. Sorry, oh yeah, Jesse Jackson. Five. <laughs> we apologize, to Jesse Jackson. Yeah, well, I apologize. On his podcast, if he has a podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to take my. I had to take my hand. A little bit of satire. That song drives me nuts. And like go ahead. No, I, I just and he's a bit of an asshole. It's a song obviously written in like the 50s and 60s. And uh, this guy pulled in, you know, chipmunk money. And, chipmunk money. Uh, and all he's doing is abusing abusing kids, man. Or chipmunk ladies. Kids. Getting yeah. chipmunk ladies and uh, yeah. chipmunk groupies. 
<laughs> wheeling. He's wheeling. I, uh, in all honesty, I, if you had brought up the chip, you just said you've listened to it routinely. I'm, I'm assuming the family factor is playing, playing into this my, a little bit. My children love. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See, I, I would have, I would have told, actually assumed that it didn't exist anymore. Um, I don't really see that popping up on Sports Center or during the nightly news. So, in my world, it already kind of gone away to a certain extent. But if we're gonna, it will come back. But if if we're gonna get rid of things and uh, cancel culture, something can I bring up Charlie Brown and the Peanuts Gang then? Sure, absolutely. Because I, I I have nothing against it other than the fact that it's horrific and terrible to watch. I it, I can't stand the pumpkin one, the Christmas tree one, and then I like that adults nowadays will have the their garbage Christmas trees and be like, "Whoa, it's my Charlie Brown Christmas tree!" It's just like, what's wrong with you? You you can't spend thirty five bucks? Go get a fake one, and the fake one will just take care of itself from here on out. I I don't get why there's a point of pride about having this terrible tree associated with a terrible cartoon and a terrible comic strip that somehow has survived for as long as it has. Is that not the most depressing shit you can watch at Christmas time? Like, honestly, it's like Charlie Brown moping around. Well, it's just like, and I, I like the absentee parents the whole time. Like all it is, little sound in the background. Like it's just like, oh yeah, th- these parents have no interest in what their kids are doing. And going back to the pumpkin one, it's just like, oh yeah, these uh, I don't know, six year old kids are gonna sleep in a pumpkin patch. Yeah, I can tell you who's coming. It ain't the great pumpkin. <laughs> I guess we're gonna get that rating we just talked about. <laughs> Oh, we're having fun on those Canadian Lads podcast tonight. So, Jeff, uh, we got a few topics to cover tonight and actually some positive ones. And uh, it's our monthly sesh. So last time you you came out with a few gripes of your own and uh, I've got one. And I'll actually uh, I'll touch on one that you had uh, a while back. But uh, we also want to touch on some positive news. Like I mentioned, uh, um, I'm really pumped about this. Uh, it came out today in the news. Um, the Major League Baseball has uh, pretty much brought in the Negro Leagues of Baseball as formerly Major League Baseball, professional baseball. Records are going to be changed. Um, These great players of their era are going to be recognized in the record books. Their families are going to be, you know, so pumped about that, that their their grandparents and, you know, fathers and are going to be, you know, recognized as some of the greats of the game. You know, a, a simple thing for Major League Baseball to do and just to kind of once again cast a light on the fact that there was quality players and great players in that league that were just cast aside uh, for so long. Now, obviously, there's been a resurgence. Uh, baseball did right by the Jackie Robinson Day stuff, but it's just um, it's probably just been a little bit too long. But so it, it's a great move on baseball's part. And I'm, I'm glad to finally see they're doing it. The. The unfortunate part of baseball history is that a lot of the records from those days, like Babe Ruth's home run, home run record, and then it's like, well, what would he have been had he been able to pitch against every man who was good at baseball? And we'll never know the answer to that type of thing. And I know there's baseball and it's the eras in which sports are played. Like you can't take records from back then and necessarily associate them with today's records. But but no, it's a stand-up move by, on baseball's part. And I'm definitely glad to see it on the, on the, in the same way that you are. Oh yeah, no. I, when I read that news today, it really actually took me aback. I'm like, wow, some positive news in 2020. Like that is fantastic. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And at the same time, and I, I'm not necessarily saying if this was great news, positive news, but it's it's better than not. The Cleveland Indians have finally decided to move on from from their name as well. Obviously, uh, I think it was three years ago they moved away from Chief Wahoo. Um, you know, quite frankly, as a kid, I love that hat. I wanted it, um, chose not to get it because I wasn't really a fan of the team or like that, but but you know, it, yeah, but you it, didn't know what the history was oh, as no, a kid no. or anything like that, right? So. No, no. When I'm when you're when you're 12 years old or 14, and profit hats are uh, are a sig- symbol of prestige in junior high or high school, you don't know what the you don't know how people are perceiving that necessarily, especially in Edmonton, Alberta. Like it's there's not there's not that, and quite frankly, uh, most of the people I saw wearing that hat were of that ilk. And yeah, as I said, a lot of kids on the bus and near West Edmonton Mall wearing that. Yeah, it's good. But as I said, I'm I'm quite happy to see the Cleveland Indians move on from that name. I think they're still going to rock that name next year. And so they're hoping to unload some of the merchandise. So that's a little bit of a, I don't know how to take that, but, uh, but yeah, still a good move. Well, consider yourself one lucky son of a bitch because uh, you can wear a profit hat and I can't. So yeah, I got a normal sized head. I, I, I don't know where you went wrong in life, but <laughs> I blame my father. <laughs> Don't we all blame our parents? And a perfect a perfect thing we can bring up on a Christmas episode. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Dad. Thanks for the large head. So you said uh, you said you had some positive news, but you had some gripes that I'm assuming you wanted to address. You know what? I obviously want to keep the podcast as positive as possible. You know, we're going into uh, 2021 booyah uh but next year uh yeah we're gonna be it's gonna be good but we're currently still in 2020 so i want to bring some stuff up so one christmas i know it's not canceled but it's affecting all of us the close the closures the lockdowns i'm not going to be able to see anybody from my family um during christmas or they they extended family, whatever. Right. But this year we're locked down. It's going to be just the four of us in the house. Um, that being said, so walking, uh, to pick the little, little gentleman up from school today and, uh, you know, going into the schoolyard and, uh, I notice two Karens running to each other, giving each other the biggest hug I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) No masks on. And let me just, provide some color to the listener most of the cases are in an area that i live in in edmonton i'm not going to say that area but it's in that area man i was like vibrating i'm like this is the exact reason why this shit isn't happening this year do not hug each other in a field and it's oh, two hockey moms. Just, oh. <laughs> and how do I know they're hockey moms? The hockey mom was wearing a hoodie that said hockey mom on it. Okay. Of course. You don't go rock a hockey mom hoodie not being a hockey mom. I, I was vibrating, Jeff. That was just, we're in the middle of this thing, trying to get through it. We're all buying in. I'm working from home. You're working from home. Doing our part. And t- Karen and Karen are sitting there giving a, each other a hug. Oh, it's so good to see you. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I like the passion. I like the oh, passion. Man. Mm. It's, would you like, come on. You don't want to work from home. 
No, no, absolutely not. No, as I said, uh, for the listener, I have moved from my unfinished basement up to a spare bedroom uh, that I don't know why we have it. To be honest, we don't use it for anything. But but no, no, I'd rather prefer to go into my office and uh, actually have a nice, quiet work environment. This is easier. So I blame Karen and Karen. Karen and Karen. Super spreaders. Guarantee they have it and they're super spreading. So I've got I've got a I've got a question because of the area the area of the city slash suburbs where I live I, I could identify this person quite easily myself but did the individuals have large sunglasses and drive an exorbitantly large SUV? I didn't see what they're driving, but I'm assuming that they did. Okay, well then, then picture perfect, picture perfect. <laughs> if I could paint a picture of these two individuals, you would know who I'm talking about. Oh yeah. You could pick him out of a lineup easy that, you know, it, it's funny. It always looks like the same person. Like, don't get me wrong as somebody who looks like generic white dude. Yeah. You can pick out these people as well. So Karen fix your shit. Fix your I got, I, I got a little bit of a, a gripe myself and um, I received some angering news today uh, from uh, from my brother, actually. And my brother is a uh, small business owner in the city. Uh, he provides uh, lawn care and snow removal, does a great job, built the company up over, uh, geez, a decade. Uh, and uh, he calls me today while we're talking and just catching up a little bit. He informs me that his storage locker that contains all of his summer equipment has been broken into and robbed. And obviously, like, as his brother, I, I, that obviously drives me up the wall because uh, my part of my family, my family's been hurt by this. It's, it's ridiculous. But, you know, there, there's an honor amongst thieves. And I, that's, that's not, not a true statement or like that. But, but you break into someone's storage locker. You can clearly say, see that this is equipment used by somebody who runs a small business. You're not knocking off a giant corporation. You're not, you're not taking a swing at Nike. Or uh, somebody would say pirating a movie, but I know they always have that warning. They say like, "Hey, these are people at work on the movie. You're stealing from them as well." But but when you're doing your dirtbag move, so that you can have a little bit more meth, because we're in Edmonton, and quite frankly, apparently we're leading the city in COVID, syphilis, and AIDS. I believe so. I'm gonna assume people are making bad choices out there. But what the hell's in your head? Why can't you just do the right thing? Is it the holiday season too? It's even better. Come on, what is wrong with you? You're not a thief. Oh, yeah. You're not a thief. And <laughs> I just steal hearts. <laughs> Thieves don't give a shit. Why do they care if he's a small business owner or not? Well, okay, not. I'm going to link this back to Karen. I'm going to link okay. this back to Karen. COVID's spreading like crazy. People are out of work. The economy's in the dog shit economy. People who most likely, you know aren't employed right now they're hurting and then there's a segment of the population that will do anything either to put food on their family's table and i'm not condoning robbing anyone but it's just what we're dealing with right now it's just a fact of the situation where we have to as a society deal with more crime crime's up everything's up in the in the negative column this year and uh and and covid Let's stop spreading the COVID. You know, and the other thing too is like, uh, you know, I feel for Paul. Man, you put your blood, sweat, and tears into a company for 10 plus years. And that's labor intensive work. Absolutely. To have some, some dirt bag go and take all your stuff. 
you know, especially, you know, that's your livelihood. So that that's, that's terrible. That's terrible news. And I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. As I said, like, uh, we talked it out. He's, he's gone through the stages and he's, he's working his way through the system to kind of get everything set forward. But as I said, it's just one of those situations where this is it. Yeah, I get it. People are in dire needs at, on occasion. Sometimes that loaf of bread. Yeah. As I said, if I see some cartoon character kid, like in Aladdin stealing a loaf of bread, I'm not going to say tickety boo because Hey, you got to eat, but this is not that case or at least I, want- I don't believe it is, but. I once saw a kid shoplifting out of a Safeway. He uh, had a whole basket full of food. He had bread in that that basket as well. Uh, a car hit him. Uh, cool. he, he, got, he got nicked by a car, fell down, kept on running. Good that's for him. Better. That's commitment. To, that's commitment. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm really looking forward to be one of those old guys who casually. Uh, forgets that he put grapes in his pocket at the grocery store and just walk out. That's how I'm stealing my produce <laughs> or like a bag of like hazelnuts or something. <laughs> Give him five years in the clinker for that. Yeah. Hey, oh, who the hell eats hazelnuts? Hey, I, I assume they're healthy. They must be because they're not that good in flavor. So. <laughs> Welcome to those Canadian lads podcast brought to you by hazelnuts hazelnuts and pecans and not the candied ones just regular pecans oh no candied pecans so good buddy on your salad on your salad yeah i don't uh, i don't need sugar added to everything i can go with just that but as a result i don't need anything fun either and then when i do i crush like a bag of m&ms from costco so i haven't had any sugar since september i'm dying (laughs) oh hey tis the season time to join in All right. No, well, that's, you know, we've, we've went down my, <laughs> my negative rap. You only, had, you only had one person to complain about. Jeez. Like I, no, I got I another. Just... So, <laughs> this right. is linked back to your situation with people not putting their shopping carts back into the shopping cart trolley. So save on foods. I like to do the old pull through with the, uh, the old pickup truck, do the pull through, you know, easy to exit out. Don't like to back up, just, you know, blind spots, all that kind of good stuff. So pull into the stall, see an open stall, see a shopping cart left, literally right in front of the stall in front of me. Why? Why? Why would you do that? So you know what I did? Did because of that? You put it away? I left, no, I left my shopping cart in the middle of the road. Oh, you did, you're the worst kind of person. It's like... Oh, I just went away. I just went along with it. I'm buying into it. No, I'm just doing it because you know what? If everybody else is going to do it, I'm going to do it. Peer pressure. Just do it. I I think when, uh, when we, well, I was going to say, I think when we uh, had the Geneva trials during, after World War II, I don't think they found those guards to be innocent because they went with the flow. I got to, I got to fact check you. I don't think that's a Geneva don't, don't ever fact check Nure, me. Nuremberg's man. Nuremberg trial. Nuremberg trial. I'm going to fact check you every time you bring some. Jesse Jackson's rolling. Is he dead? <laughs> he might be rolling his grave right now. Jeez. I don't think he's Nuremberg. dead. I did see that. Uh, I saw. I did see that Tina forgave Ike <laughs> last week out of her book, apparently. But he's been dead for like 13 years. So <laughs> oh, we to throw that one out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was, <laughs> Merry Christmas. Ike Turner's not coming over today. <laughs> that guy was a terrible person. Yeah, very much so. What so, love got to do with it is a great movie. 
<laughs> I don't I don't remember seeing yeah, it. Jesse Jackson, 79, still alive, still kicking. There you go. We're good for him. Good for him. So we've obviously been talking about Christmas, and um, obviously it's a time for tradition, time for family, uh, stuffing your face with turkey and stuffing, two of my favorite things. But but obviously we're, we're going to miss out this year, and, that, and that's very unfortunate. So I don't know. I just like uh, it's probably a good opportunity to make new traditions. And I'm not saying I'm been good at this, but but obviously with uh, the family kicking around, Brad, what what are you guys doing to kind of try to make Christmas all the same for the kids? Well, let me let me tell you, <laughs> a curveball. Sorry, <laughs> no, it's not a curveball. It's uh, to be honest with you, it's it's going to be pretty low key. Um, you know, some of the things we like to do, obviously, is is check out Christmas lights. Um, my brother uh, had an amazing Christmas light display before he moved on to uh, another part of Western Canada. But uh, <laughs> it's not like you're going to say like he he's passed on. <laughs> he's left this earthly plane of Edmonton. <laughs> Poor. Brother. And if you're listening, brother, I'm sorry. <laughs> but he would do a good job on his lights then. Oh man, did, did a great job. I'm giving the I'm giving him kudos on that for sure. If he was on Candy King Cane Lane, he'd be getting the old double thumbs up. People would be throwing food bank food bank donations in his bin. It'd be it'd be good times. But uh, no, we're gonna do the old Christmas light thing. Try to do it tied in closer to you know the Christmas uh, uh, Christmas season. You know, around the 23rd, 24th, 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. You know, that type of season. Just gonna go uh, repeatedly <laughs> over the holiday <laughs> every day. Every day, Candy Cane Lane. Here we come. Um, so but, you uh, can no. still drive. You, you can still drive down there. You just can't get out of your car. That's that's the case. I'm right? guessing that they're probably going to prefer you to drive through it and not uh, be Karen and hug each <laughs> other <laughs> up on the on the sidewalk, right? So uh, no, we're going to check out the Christmas light display, Candy Cane Lane. Whoa, man! In Edmonton, what amazing, amazing job these people do every year. It's so. You know why it's going to be disappointing because it's kind of going to be kind of different. Um, but you know they they ha- used to have sleigh rides. You could go on a, a horse drawn uh, carriage. I think that's what it's called uh, a carriage or a big trailer that you sit on uh, while the horse craps in your face. But uh, kids loved it, so that was good. Um, but uh, you know, there's a guy weirdly. I hope he's paid because he's dressed up as a, the Grinch and he kind of walks around, you know, handing out candy canes. So <laughs> he, he, hope he's, he hope he's just not some tent city guy making his way through the crowd. <laughs> yeah, not like the clown that used to walk around K days and uh, oh, the K days parade. And he wasn't a real. Cr- he wasn't paid by anybody. He was just there <laughs> hanging around, hanging that's out. That's just how you. That's how you infiltrate. That's how you just gotta look as if you're supposed to be there. I think I, I think I have one memory of Candy Cane Lane, and I I couldn't tell you what age I would have been, but I do seem to recall uh, the family piling into the the company uh, station or the family station wagon. Did and, you wear a seatbelt? Uh, I'm assuming yes, but at the same time, I, I really couldn't be too certain. I the one thing I do remember is I think the intention was we were gonna walk. But uh, it was probably too cold. Uh, so we're bundled up in our snowsuits. I'm probably just sweating my ass off as a kid in the backseat. My grandmother is jawing at my mom about something she did and complaining about everything. And just 
boiling in this thing. And I remember my, <laughs> I called my dad probably trying to take it at 60 kilometers an hour because it was, everyone was just like, we're getting the hell out of here right away. Stupid people a horn. <laughs> yeah, just move it along, move it along. I I have like one horrible memory of Candy Cane Lane. <laughs> I just, I don't think I've ever been back. I just traumatized. <laughs> so Candy, Candy Cane Lane is great. You know, check it out. You know, I think you'll you'll really enjoy it now as an adult, maybe, <laughs> or maybe traumatized again for some reason. Maybe spill your coffee up, on though. your lap. Yeah, I'll put on long johns, get bundled up, turn the heat up to high, so you get that sweat on, get that that experience back, uh, and then going down to the ledge grounds. Man, what an awesome display! Uh, the provincial government puts on the light display. Hopefully, it's good this year because uh, who knows if they have the funds to uh, put something uh, decent on. But uh, yeah, the ledge grounds and uh, generally around New Year's, we'd go check out the uh, the firework display as well. But uh, that is not happening again this year because of COVID-19. Uh, COVID claims another. That's another thing that like um, New Year's Eve, I've never really gone to go check out the fireworks. I, I happen to be downtown a few times and just happen to catch a spray off a building. But Never really been one of those things. I'm, I'm really just starting to realize I'm sounding like a Grinch about Christmas, like, oh, terrible family memories, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then avoiding <laughs> avoiding it. But no, is is it like the, I think the ledge grounds are quite well done. Uh, usually, I think they are done up this year. Um, as I said, it's a nice quiet walk to take through, and if the weather's cooperating, it's Edmonton can be quite nice with the the freshly freshly fallen snow, Christmas lights everywhere. It, it, it's it's a nice thing to go. I do. One thing I am definitely missing this year, though, is uh, a tradition of ours has always been going to the Citadel Christmas Carol performance. And uh, whether it be the traditional one that they did for the previous like 22 years, I'm going to screw up the years, but 22 years. And then they swapped it out last year and made it a little bit more um, modern as if it's a 1950s uh uh, I don't know store. It was they do always do a great job with it. So it's one of those things that uh, I'm definitely missing this year. Now, truth be told, I think I saw that they are doing an online version of it. So if you ever get a chance to check it out, I definitely recommend you do it. So I've well, we've I think attended one year with uh, you and your lovely wife, and uh, it was pretty cool. But I just it just kind of re- I recall the memory of my first time because this is at the Citadel Theater, right? It is, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I just recalled a, a, a memory of going to the Citadel Theater. I think it was in like grade 11 or grade, grade, grade 12, and they were doing Othello. And they're obviously in period, you know, costumes. And this, this poor actress, not poor actress, she was in her period costume putting on a great show for all these, you know, <laughs> horny <Kids>. teenagers. <laughs> and she's got her bust out. And literally, like, she knew all of these, you know, 14, 15, 16-year-old kids are just googly-eyeing her. <laughs> it's like, that had to have been the worst experience ever. What do you mean there's there's another high school coming to watch us do this? <laughs> I'm sure that, uh, I'm sure in today's modern age with the camera phones and every kid having a camera, it's got to be worse now. Could you imagine that flash going off and some pervy kid running out of the theater? <laughs> <laughs> I I always think, though, like whenever I go to one of these events, whether it be like a nice play at the Citadel or like a concert downtown, I inevitably make the same mistake that I always do in that we go out for a nice meal beforehand and I eat way too much. 
And then oh, you maybe have a glass of wine or a couple of beers or a whiskey. But I always find myself sitting in the chair, just bloated out of my mind, trying to make sure that I'm just like, God, if I pass gas, I'm going to ruin it for everyone around me. This is I got to really just have a salad and not do anything before I go to one of these performances. No, nah, man, own it. Own it. No. Well, I, I could own a row if I mistakenly like lean over or something like that. But outside of that, like, obviously, like, uh, we're talking about the food a little bit. But one of the one of the things that, like, uh, I really enjoy is uh, Christmas movies, because you can't really watch them at any other time of the year. Or, or if you do, you're a psychopath. I, I'm willing oh, you're to throw a weirdo. That, yeah, I'm willing to throw that gauntlet down immediately. If you watch, like, Muppets Christmas Carol in July, we should lock you up. There's something wrong with you. But but that is, but that is one of my favorite Christmas Somebody's movies. Somebody's listening to me like... I watch a Christmas Carol. <laughs> well, you should. You need to be told that you're crazy. That, that, that's an indication. Like if you're, if you're talking in the corner at the at an ETS bus stop, they'll, they'll th- treat you like you're crazy. If you watch Muppets Christmas Carol in July, you're crazy. That's what it is. But no, I love I love that movie. I've loved that movie since I was a kid. Um, one of the funny things actually I read about this week uh, was that um, when I was a kid, the the version we had on vhs it had a song where uh scrooge's wife his fiance of like 15 years is taken off on him and they do a whole song and that shows gonzo and rizzo the rat crying and it's it's just like i remember like just oh that just wrecked my soul like i was totally destroyed (laughs) and it's like just ready to just cry my ass off but we bought a new version of it and that song's gone and I was like, I thought it was like one of those like Bernstein bear things. I'm like, did I imagine that song? Was it's actually the Bernstein bears. Bernstein bears. Sorry. So yeah, that Mandela effect thing. This week I read an article. It was, it was shut down by Disney. They removed that song from the movie because they thought kids couldn't handle the real life implication of a married couple breaking up. That it was too heavy for children. And I was like, yeah, well, it is the only two like actual human actors in the movie splitting up. But but no, as like I said, it was like a mystery solved for me for, for the first time in like 25 years. I was I was ecstatic to read that. That's pretty interesting. That's some crazy stuff. Let me ask you. Let me ask you, Jeffrey. What's your uh what's your favorite Christmas movie? I'm gonna go with that one, but the the clo- the next one after that is definitely Christmas Vacation. Anything National Lampoons. Minus the next two, that Vegas vacation, and I don't know what the, what was the one up before Vegas vacation, but the Christmas vacation movie is phenomenal. I know everyone says like Chevy Chase must be a real a hole, but I love him as as Clark Griswold and is just a bumbling idiot father and dad. So you know what he nailed that role. That is an all time classic movie. Look, Russ, you can't even see the line. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And it was one of those weird things, too, is like Beverly D'Angelo is smoking hot in those movies. So I definitely watch. <laughs> oh, she's not. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> she's a hot mom, man. You don't say anything about Beverly. Okay? <laughs> Beverly D'Angelo. Yeah. She's probably like 40 years old. Than I am, unfortunately, at this point. <laughs> So we got a chance to experience, uh, I think, a nice Christmas tradition, obviously, with the kids the other night, is we watched Home Alone for the first time. And let me tell you, it's nice to see that your kids have the same sense of humor as you do. When you see an individual step on a nail that's through a (laughs) shingle and they see their dad laugh and they laugh, you know you're painting that road of just, you know, disturbing humor for the rest of their lives. (laughs) 
It is funny that like Home Alone for most of us is probably that first foray into like almost jackass style movies where it's oh, yeah. like, we're, we're going to watch a human being get hit in the face with a brick and not die. <laughs> dad, dad, when is he, he going to step on those Christmas ornaments? <laughs> I will, that movie, I, I can't remember. Like, I think I read the article like years ago, but it was like something like 37 incidents where they would have died throughout that, oh, yeah. that movie. <laughs> oh yeah. Bro, when they take the paint can to the head and they fall down the stairs, like you break your neck. Oh, absolutely. They would have been totally right to kill him in the sequel. If they like if they when they got a hold of Macaulay Culkin in New York and just drowned him in the river, I'd be like, no, yeah, no. Okay, I get it. <laughs> threw him off the top of Trump Tower. Just threw him. Just throw him off. <laughs> yeah. We actually we, we did the we same did thing. It, we, Mom. We, did it. <laughs> we actually watched the first the one and two uh a couple of weeks ago just to kind of get the Christmas spirit. And that is awesome to see Donald Trump walk through his the lobby of his own hotel and demand to be in a movie. We had that experience happen to us. Remember when you saw, and we saw, you and I saw, Wayne Gretzky in his own oh, restaurant, restaurant. In, in Roger's place. Yeah. So what an ego trip that must be. The, the the only part of that story that truly needs to be told, though, is that I was too much of a wuss to go up and say hi. <laughs> I, was, I might have even been wearing the jersey that evening. I, I can't believe how bad I wussed out. Man, when you saw 50-year-old men, you know, whispering to their buddy, like, oh, my God, that's Wayne Gretzky over there. Should we go talk to him? Yeah, he wants you to go talk to him because he's sitting in the restaurant that has his name on it. Yeah. The picture of his goddamn dad is on the wall with him. You know, there's Gordy, the Gordy picture. Yeah, Wayne Gretzky wants you to go talk to him in his own restaurant because he flew down to Edmonton, guaranteed. I know we're going off a little sidetrack. Here. Yeah. <laughs> he flew down to Edmonton and old Wayner's like, Janet, I got to go fill those. I got to go fill those oiler juices. I'm flying down. So <laughs> Keith and Wayne and his boys are sitting there and the old rat boys, come on. You want to see what celebrity looks like? You want to see what a legend your dad is? He made grown men turn into five-year-old little boys. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, as I said, the guys who were willing to go up and say something were just probably shaking the whole time. I said, I couldn't even get off my bar stool. I was just totally wussed out. I don't even think I ate. I think I just sat there trying to get the will to go over. But I'm sure he would have been perfectly happy with everyone sending him over a ball of wine and not coming to talk to him either. <laughs> Poor waiter. Sweet. Quick, quick question. And I, I saw this on Twitter, so it, it's kind of off the cuff. But there was a question posted by the Oilers. Who was your favorite Oiler from when you were 12 years old? Oh, man. Are you able to answer that question? Who is yours? I'm going to look up the – just give me a second. So my my twelfth year on this pl- on this planet was um, apparently during the shortened season. I totally forgot about, but it was when Doug Waite finally was one of those marquee guys in the NHL who was a point a game guy. So it was it was a quick easy answer. It was Doug Waite, but it was funny. Like we were looking at the roster, and you're like, "Holy man!" Like Jason Arnett had a long career, and Doug Waite did. I think Boris Mironov was on that uh, team, and I think he set the land, land speed record on the white mud here in town at one point. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was not a solid team. I could definitely say that. So this name came up. Uh, for, so mine was in the 1992 season. Uh, Ron Tugnut and Bill Ranford were the goalies. That's Tug- phenomenal. Tugnut, the uh, first line was Chris Joseph, Martin Jelena, 
Bernie Nichols. You know, I'd have to say my favorite player on that team. Oh, it's there's, t- it's there's, so, there's so much. There's so many. There's so many good players like, uh, you know, Scott, Scott Thornton, Kevin Todd, you know, <laughs> really recognizable players. You know what? Maybe Mac T. I always loved Mac T, you know. Oh, Mac T. Yeah, yeah. He's a beauty. I'm going to go with Mac T, but uh, one name that's on here, uh, Peter Klima. So just to kind of go on this, we're going to go back Christmas here for a second, but <laughs> Peter Klima, what a great oiler, you know, game one, 1990 Stanley cup, you know, overtime winner. Apparently he was a real big boozer when he was in, uh, in, uh, or partier. I won't call him a boozer. I'm whatever. We Shocking. we're going to fact check that later for Jeff later, but anyway. Shocking turn of events. <laughs> but, uh, old, uh, the Peter Klima was, uh, was uh, hanging out a lot with Bobby Probert. And I learned that from the Bob Probert documentary. If you haven't seen it, it is on the Amazon streaming service. Wow. Bob Probert. We're, ha- we're going to have to do a whole podcast on Bob Probert, but anyways. Oh, we definitely can. I've got a, I've got a side story about Scott Thornton. Uh, when I was, uh, I think if my first job out of college, uh, one of, one of my uh, coworkers decided to be smart to take me down to some nice seats behind the visiting players bench. And it's when Scott was playing for the Sharks. Yeah, I'm going to say the Sharks. And I waited for a nice what quiet. Joe, Joe Thornton? No, no. Scott played there I've as well. I'm trying to fact check you. Come on, don't fact check me. But Scott was, uh, I was. I, I knew him. I liked him as an oiler because yeah, he'd been there during the bad years and all that type of jazz. But I have. I was close enough that I yelled Scott and he turned around. And I'm certainly not going to say I made this up. I had I'd heard someone else yell it at one point in time. But I'm like, Scott. How's your wife and my kids? And he took the time to take off his glove and flip me off over the glass. <laughs> I was probably the one of the most proud moments of my life, and I will always love Scott Thornton for doing that to me. This uh, this podcast really has turned into a smorgasbord, has it? Yeah. Then next week was supposed to be the hockey one, and now we're uh, just going away at the Christmas thing. So. Well, it's going to be exciting because we're going to have the NHL to talk about in the World Juniors in our in our next episode. But uh, yeah, no man, like Christmas movies, getting back on that train. You know, I love I love that scene where Buddy steps on the nail. I I could watch that a thousand times over. And uh, watched Elf the other day. I'm, it's a good one, but you know, it's not a classic in my books. Maybe that's for a, a younger generation. Um, but uh, you know, Home Alone uh, and Family or Christmas Vacation, you can't go wrong. You know? Oh, yeah, yeah. The one thing I am tired about the Christmas movie, though, is every time I turn on the news or whatever is on TV or on Twitter, anything for that matter, actually, there's a weird debate that if, <clears throat> sorry, if uh, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I'm like, why are people wasting so much time on this? Who cares? Uh, yeah, it happens to come on at Christmas. It took place at Christmas. Is it a Christmas movie? No, not really. But it's a good movie. Feel free to watch it. <laughs> Bruce Willis was yeah, all <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's a good movie. I think both That's of them, Die Hard one and two, are surrounded by Christmas. I love Die Hard two. That one's way better than Die Hard one. But that's I, I disagree. I disagree. The only thing that's better about number two is like that's when Carl Winslow was in it. That's right. That's so, why I love it. Family Matters. It was a fa- yeah. fact. Check me. Is it Family Matters? damn straight that's fair oh there we go yeah the uh <laughs> this is this is just caught off the rails so 
<laughs> I love it. I we needed a podcast to go off the rails. We gotta have some fun in 2020 because you know, <laughs> it could get worse in 2021. If we go back into a political podcast, you know, we, we're gonna have to bring up things like the Canadian uh, army training Chinese soldiers and things like that. Oh God, yeah, no, that that's a topic for another day. But oh, totally, yeah. I'm sure we can definitely do uh, definitely do a podcast about that, and hopefully we'll the- fact check the shit out of each other on that one. Oh god, no, I, just, I don't want anyone fact checking me. I am just a buffoon who sits in his house and records these with you. I don't need anyone to take me seriously about it. So that's right, Jesse Jackson. Except Jesse Jackson, unless you don't put away your shopping carts and you don't turn on your daylight uh, lights on the hand day, I, I I have no time for you. So there you go. That's right. You're dead. You're dead to Jeff. You're dead yeah. to Jeff. We uh I almost I almost failed to bring this up, but we were talking about holiday movies. And um this is a movie I had never seen before. I saw it last year and I stumbled upon it. And it's called The Holiday Inn. And starring Bing Crosby and uh I think it's Fred Astaire, a bunch of dancing fools and stuff like that. A time that definitely isn't in my um wheelhouse. The movie was on in the background at a Christmas celebration I was enjoying with family and kin. And I look over at the TV and there's a dude in blackface. Now, Ooh. I definitely know that this was a different time, but it probably speaks to something pretty good that I was absolutely taken back by the fact that there was blackface in this movie. I, I think it's honestly, that's like, damn, you're a 40 year old man. I think it's the first time I'd seen blackface other than like hearing stories about Frank Sinatra doing it when Sammy Davis Jr. was around, which I don't know why he would choose to do that, but they were friends and they you were did, friends that, and did friends. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's wild stuff. But, but no, it was, it was absolutely sh- jarring. I, I just couldn't believe that they had people doing blackface in this movie. As I said, different time, but at first time, I, I think I'd ever seen it ever. It was nuts. It's, it's awful, isn't it? Oh, it's, it's it's totally off-putting. Like, I couldn't tell you what the rest of that movie was about. I think I watched it or two hours of it. I was just like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> I, I remember it in the background as a kid, and I think I know the scene you're talking about. It's it, and it, they, I think they've actually omitted the scene from that movie now because, obviously, you need to do that. Like, we, we, we joke about cancel culture and things like that. You know, obviously... I don't want David Seville and the Chipmunks to go away. <laughs> They're good people, I'm sure. The guy who wrote it. And stuff. There's no way that dude was a good dude. That voiceover guy definitely drank and hit someone. <laughs> <laughs> putting a smoke out on Alvin's chest. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was, he was, no, nobody wants to work with children or or animals, so he had to deal with that. Yeah, he did both. He anyway, did both of that, yeah. Holiday Inn. Yeah, that it's not cool. Um, I'm glad they've omitted it from most, uh, obviously the, the, the version you watch still had it in there. So <laughs> I, was a, I think it was on a projector, <laughs> but no, I, but actually I would I make an argument that, uh, I think it's HBO is doing their warning before things that have jarring content like that. I actually am fine with them leaving it in, but mainly because as I said, like I I, I took a picture of the damn TV because I was so sh- flabbergasted by the fact that this was on. So I think it is probably actually good to see how horrible or weird those things are so that you can put it in perspective a little bit. So I'm well, fine with that. The debate is do you leave it alone or do you take it out? The culture, cancel culture, like do you learn from 
the mistakes of the past or do you omit them and I don't know. That's a debate. I guess that's more of a serious topic, right? You know, yeah, <laughs> we've kind of gone down the rabbit hole on some other shit tonight, but I think that's a, I think that we can revisit that after in the new year when we, uh, cause I'm sure we'll have some great political talk coming up, but, but yeah, no, I said, I, I can give my opinion on the fact that I think it should remain so that you do see it and you do learn from it. It's, it's the same thing as like, sorry, we are going to go down the political realm a little bit, but obviously at a Southside mall here in town, some psychopath decided to break the window uh, where two Muslim women were trying to drive away. What? And, yeah. You didn't see that on the news. I don't watch the news. Oh, you gotta watch. You gotta watch the news. You gotta bring yourself down in the gutter so that you make yourself old fashions on a Wednesday night. But it's good to it's good to see this information on occasion where it's like you start to realize how where how things are what how people are acting and and then quite frankly it's a good way to have a barometer of like how sickened you are by this type of stuff so i said i'm fine with it being out there so yeah no it definitely is disgusting and yeah i don't know merry christmas (laughs) merry christmas everyone such a joyous time of the year. You know what's going to be more joyous, Jeff? And we haven't talked about everybody's favorite topic du jour on those Canadian lads podcast, the UFO paranormal stuff we talk about. Obviously, well, obviously, I got nothing for this week. This is great because if you do not like that on our podcast, you're not getting any of that tonight. You're not getting a single note except for the great ascension which is scheduled for next week i believe it is monday the 21st i'm gonna say noon or 11 a.m greenwich mean time so feel free to look that up in your in your area see what that time it is for you and if your wife or a son or daughter disappear around you don't worry they're safe with the aliens you're just left behind oh what does that mean for us though if you're left behind I assume you're going to war against the aliens. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, they said they were taking us to the fifth dimension. Well, maybe some of us do, some of us don't. Whatever even that, whatever even that means, I don't even know whatever that means. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> no. Uh... <laughs> Bunch of loons out well, there telling me stuff. Well, I'll, I'll say this. Obviously, next Monday we'll roll over. The likelihood of something happen is going to be next to nothing. So. We'll readjourn next week and we'll have a lovely conversation about hockey and one final Merry Christmas for everybody. That's going to be set. So either the next podcast is going to be a game changer about the great Ascension 2020 event 2020, or we're going to talk about, Oh, the good, the good, the good old hockey game. Uh, finally world junior Hockey championships coming to Canada, which some people watch and apparently some people don't. Is that sacrilegious? I don't know. And then obviously it's not confirmed yet. It's not confirmed yet, but January 13th, the National Hockey League coming back. 56 game season, eight games against your favorite Canadian club. Oh boy, she's going to be a beauty. Yeah, the only shame is I won't be drunk in the stands yelling at other fans. And getting injured. And getting hurt. Yeah, we could talk about that too when we talk about the hockey podcast. Oh, yeah. Let's go full in. We're going to go full in hockey. Absolutely. So I'm going to give my final thoughts really concise. 
Uh, obviously, this holiday season, everyone look out for each other. Uh, try not to be a Karen. Try not to anger Brad. And I'll say next week, we'll wish you another Merry Christmas. But Merry Christmas and happy sixth night of Hanukkah. And we'll see you on the other side. And I'll just say one thing. I want to apologize all to the nice people named Karen out there in the world. Obviously, it's not fair that you've been all stereotyped. Uh, but that being said, um, these two Karens, super spreaders in Edmonton, you know who you are. Don't ever do it again. Stop it. Stop it. We need to we need to do things like going to a hockey game or going to a nice restaurant or going to a movie or letting our children play sports. How important is this kind of stuff in our society? Man, stop it. I'm going. I'm going. <laughs> Did you write that closing as well? No, I just I just came up with that. I just felt from the heart. That's from the, heart. That's from from the, the heart. heart. You know what you know what we haven't done on this is I just want to thank all those people who are in the front lines, you know, whatever you think about COVID, whatever you think about anything with it. I just want to thank the people who are, you know, out there, you know, working in the hospitals, the nurses, the doctors, the people, the support staff, all these people have to go into the hospitals and work extra hours. You know, maybe, yeah, we're not going to be spending our time with our family, but these people are going to be spending a lot of time around sick people, either from COVID or other factors with full hospitals. So thank you to those people, to the to the people working in the, the grocery stores, the police officers trying to, you know, give people tickets for, for hugging, Karen. I don't know. That's all I got to say, but thank you to all the, to those great people, you know, and yeah that's all i got to say today that's that's a perfect ending so we'll leave it on that and we'll re-adjourn for next week dear listener thank you very much for tuning in and have yourself a wonderful evening